Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 82 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to explain to you why you should never sell property. Now, this is a general principle I hold. However, there are always exceptions to the rule, which I'll explain in this episode. Now, this might seem controversial or even stupid to people who make really good money by buying property, renovating it, and then selling it. Well, I've been investing in property for 25 years, and I can certainly say that your opinions and knowledge will change over that time based on your experience. Something that seemed like a great idea in the past, which with hindsight may not have been the best decision, but seemed right at the time with the knowledge that you had at that time. And with that in mind, I've sold a number of properties over the years, which at the time seemed like a good idea, but now I've generally come to regret. Now, having said this, I've just agreed a sale on a large care home that I've turned into 25 apartments, and I'll come back to that later to tell you why I've actually sold it. Now, the main problem with selling property is that you crystallize your profit. You're never going to make any more money from that particular property. To make more money, you need to find another property to buy, to renovate and sell. Whereas holding the property and renting it out means you make cash flow on a monthly basis as well as the potential long-term capital growth. Now, I know a lot of people don't like the idea of being a landlord, and so that's why they sell property. But you could always get someone else to take on the management responsibility for you. That's what I do. I don't want to spend my time managing property. That would be a full-time job for me. Instead, I spend my time doing this, training and helping other people. When people look at the lump sum of money they can make by selling a property compared to the relatively small amount they're going to make each month, they think they'd rather have the big lump of cash. Now, I completely understand that, but I think often it's short-term thinking and they don't think about the long-term capital appreciation. You know, the idea of property doubling every 10 years, it doesn't happen everywhere. That's very much an average, but the concept is very difficult to get your head around, especially if you think prices are really expensive right now. Now, I've made this mistake back in the year 2000 when I was still working at Cadbury's as a full-time manager at the time. I bought a property just five minutes walk from where I was living. Now, it was a property that I was able to find kind of of below market value. I didn't really know about motivated sellers at the time, but it was a property that was in a bit of a distressed state. It needed a a renovation. Now, I did a very cost-effective renovation. I bought the property for about £42,000 and spent just £8,000 improving the property. We put in new windows, we put in a new kitchen, new bathroom, uh, we painted and we... um, put put in some new carpets. So it was very cost, cost effective refurb. Now you might think that sounds pretty cheap. Remember, I am talking about 20 years ago. So I bought it for 42, spent about 8,000 on it. So the overall cost to me was 50,000 pounds. Now the value at the time was about 60,000 pounds. And so I had a choice. I could either sell the property, get back all the money I put in and about 10,000 pounds of profit, or I could I thought I could hold on to the property and rent it out and maybe make 50, 60 pounds a month. The idea of getting all my money back and a profit was far more appealing. Now, at the time, 
I didn't really know about remortgaging. Uh, crazy as that sounds, as obvious as it sounds, you don't know what you don't know. I've been investing for a number of years. I was generally buying and holding. And actually what I could have done is I could have remortgaged up to 85% loan to value, got pretty much all of my money back and then just left the profit in the deal. Now I would have only made maybe £40 a month, but that property that then was probably about £60,000, is probably worth closer to £180,000 now. So I kind of kicked myself that I didn't do that. But I made the decision at the time based on what I knew at the time. Now, I've taken that lesson and I've used it. I always reflect when I think about, do I want to sell property or not? So more recently, I had a property in Wakefield. It was somewhere I bought at the peak of the market in 2007. It was a no money down deal from a motivated seller, someone who wanted to sell to me, then rent back. You were able to do that at the time. You can't do it anymore. And after a few years, as often as the case, they decided to move on. So I needed to renovate the property. And then I realized I had a bit of a problem. I'd probably bought the property because it was no money down. In fact, I got paid to buy the property and I probably didn't do enough due diligence and research. You see, the location wasn't great. It was in the middle of a, a not such good council estate. And by the way, nothing wrong with council estates. I've got some properties that are excellent on former council estates, but this one just wasn't so good. And it was too far away from me to manage. Um, I didn't really have any good contacts in the area for good letting agents. So I went through trial and terror of working through a number of agents, none of whom seemed very good or very dedicated to their job. Um, they weren't selecting great tenants. They weren't paying me the rent. And this particular property became a real nightmare. I became emotionally unattached. And I kind of thought, I don't really want this property. The final straw for me was when I had a tenant who uh, unfortunately was a bit of a drug addict. And rather than pay her rent, which was on benefits, she would decide to take drugs instead. So eventually we had to evict this lady, unfortunately. And then mysteriously, a couple of days later, the house burns down. Now, this was a complete nightmare and a real headache for me. I didn't want the property anyway. I then had to go through months and months of getting a complete refurb done on the property, something I really didn't want. Now, luckily, I have very good insurance and they paid for all of the work, but it was a real pain I could have done without. And uh, during the renovation, I, I was thinking about selling the property. I thought, well, if we're making it nice, maybe I should just sell it. However, the market had not gone up a huge amount. I'd bought at the peak. It had come down. It had come back and it was worth more than I'd bought it for. But it wasn't a huge amount of profit. And it seemed like a bit of a, a shame to sell the property without making any money from it. Um, the rental was okay. It would make money on rental. But again, I'd had this past experience and I didn't really want to rent. Now, the guy who was managing the refurbishment for me said to me, what do you want to do with the property summit? Are you going to sell or rent it? And I said, well, I'm really not sure. I don't really want it. I might sell, but it's not a great price or time to sell. And he told me that the local council had a scheme where they would rent properties from landlords for a three-year period, and they would use them to house people who needed emergency accommodation. Now, this is good for the landlord because the landlord gets the full market rent with no management fees and no hassle, and the council returned the property in the same condition which they took it on. But also the council benefit, because instead of spending a huge amount of money putting people into temporary accommodation, they just rent properties from landlords and use those instead of using hotels and bed and breakfasts. So it works really well for both properties. So bearing in mind the mistakes I'd made in the past, I thought it does make money on a monthly basis and I don't have to worry about management. Let me just give it to the council. And that's worked really, really well. Now, there are 
a number of times when you might consider selling property. And I've sold properties over the years uh, for very good reason. So the first one is, is maybe something's happened to the rental demand in the area. As you know from my five golden rules of property investing, golden rule number two is that we only buy property in an area with a strong rental demand. Now, at the time you buy a property, that might be the case, but sometimes things change over time. You know, there might be an increase in supply of accommodation in the area, you know, new blocks of flats going up, etc. Or maybe there's been a, a fall in the demand. Maybe employment's moved out of the area. Maybe universities or schools have closed. Um, hospitals, etc. have been relocated. And so maybe the demand is not as good as it once was. If you think you're going to struggle to rent the property out, if you think you're going to have excessively high void periods, then maybe that's a good reason to sell that property. The second reason I might consider selling a property is if there's a huge amount of equity trapped in that property. Now, when we first buy a property, we look at the return on investment. We look at the amount of money that it makes every single year, the profit, and we divide it by the initial investment to acquire that property. And then we multiply that by 100 to give us a percentage. So the higher the percentage, the higher the ROI, the better the deal. Single lets in the UK typically make 5 to 7%. Um, in London, that might be 2 to 3%. And HMOs, houses of multiple occupation, should make 15% or more. That's why HMOs are such a popular strategy. However, as values go up over time, we can remortgage the property and take lots of our money out. So very often, if you've had a property for a number of years, you get to the point where there's an infinite return on investment because you've got cash flow coming out of the property, you've got all your money back, so it's an infinite return, which feels like a really good deal. And I think sometimes experienced investors lull themselves into a false sense of security saying, great, I'm gonna hold this property forever because I'm now getting an infinite return. The danger with that is we're not looking at the opportunity cost of using that money. If you were to sell the property, pay the tax, and then take the profit and reinvest it in a better property, you might get a much better return. Now, I did this a few years ago with a property I had in Cambridge. I bought it again at the peak of the market in 2007. It was a no money down deal. The value came down. It's gone up again. And a couple of years ago, it was worth almost £300,000, having bought it for two hundred and ten. So there was some good profit in that. Um, it was making money, and I'd refinanced and got all my money out. But it was only making a couple of hundred pounds a month. And I realized that actually by selling that property, paying the tax, I'd probably have about 70, 75,000 pounds of profit I could reinvest. That was enough to put in as a deposit into another HMO that might give me a thousand pound profit a month instead of just a couple of hundred pound profit. So I sold that and reinvested it. And then finally, sometimes you might sell a property because you just need the money for something else. Maybe you need to repay the mortgage on your own home. Maybe you've got private investors you need to pay back. Maybe you've got a great business opportunity to go into. Maybe you want to buy some cryptocurrency, whatever it might be. You just need the money and that might be a good reason to sell that property. Now, having said all of this, there is an argument to say that a good strategy might be to sell one property from your portfolio each year and use your personal capital gains tax allowance. Now, it's really important when you do this, if you have a portfolio, to reinvest the profit that you make into a better property to maintain the same number of properties in your portfolio. Otherwise, if you sell one a year, after a number of years, you might well have sold all your properties and have none left. 
So with this in mind, why did I sell this care home? Well, it was a big project. It was a, a care home we turned into 25 apartments. I bought it a number of years ago with a joint venture partner. And to be honest, we mothballed it. Um, we didn't do anything with it for a couple of years because we had some other big developments that we were struggling to sell. I don't sell any properties to any of my students. I basically sell through through estate agents and property clubs. And sometimes those property clubs are, are not as good as they think. And so we had difficulty selling a few units. We thought we don't want to have a, create a whole load of extra units um, that would be empty and could get broken into or vandalized. So we mothballed the project. Once we'd sold all the other ones, we decided to open it up again uh, in 2019. Then in 2020, we hit a little bit by COVID. But I'm pleased to say we finished it off. We've just sold it. And it was great because... With a JV partner, we made some profit. We've paid back some investors. So there's a really good reason for selling that particular property. And sometimes we do that. You know, I think if you have a mixed portfolio, there are some properties where there's an opportunity to add value. You don't really want to hold on to it because maybe it's not your area. It's not really your strategy. But the profit you make, you can use to invest in the properties that you do want to keep. So if you're selling property, please, please think about using some of that money to reinvest in property you want to hold long term to benefit for the long term capital growth. Otherwise, you'll have to keep on working, keep on selling property to keep on making money. So I do hope this episode has been useful for you and stimulated your thinking. If you've gained value, I've got a request and also a recommendation. So the recommendation, first of all, is why not subscribe to this podcast to make sure that every Tuesday you get the latest episode from me straight into your phone and you can listen and hopefully learn some useful tips and hints about becoming a more successful investor. The second request is I'd love you to give me a five-star review and say why you enjoyed this podcast, because then other people will see it. I hope they can come and listen and they can also benefit as well. So until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.com co.uk forward slash podcast you can contact me via linkedin you can follow me on social media and i highly recommend you subscribe to my youtube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free all of the details are available in the show notes until next time invest with knowledge invest with skill